if I'm Adam Cole, I am deathly worried that this is going to be the death nail in my coffin. Hey everybody, it's good old JR Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling, and you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are once again coming to you live Live. from the 13th floor of Nakatomi Plaza. We are broadcasting from the Whalen Corporation Studios, nestled in the heart of the Fox Valley, overlooking the crystal clear waters of Lake Winnebago. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bad Medicine Podcast. And don't go anywhere. We got a good one for you. Bang that bell, smash that subscribe button, and uh, drop us a comment and check for the links in the description below. You're starting with that, huh? Oh, I, oh. I think I nailed it pretty good this time. Ooh, the terramana. I've this. got enough for one, I think one more margarita here in this terramana. Well, you must just finish it. No, I have my, my weekly margarita. Well, I don't, okay. Have your biggerita. That's what I was going to say. I had to go with a new glass, Andrew. I, uh... It's, you know, when you're when you're drinking margaritas out of Miller Lite Green Bay Packer glasses, that's when you know you've reached the peak of clat. Well, that's a good... Who was that? Utah! Give me two! <laughs> <laughs> As you guys know, I mixed mine a little different. A little snug. A little bit of, little bit of margarita Sprite. mix, a little bit of Sprite. We change it. So, uh, so, Diamond Dave, let me ask you. If you ran a wrestling organization, who would you want your former champion to fight? Oh, I got an idea. How about a punter? <laughs> hey, at least this guy, Pat McAfee, everyone probably knows him. We, so we don't need to go give any background on it. He's but the dude, guy that wears shorts, right? He wears jean shorts. He talks real friggin' smooth and everything, dude. Friggin' he's smooth. Friggin Look smooth. at him. Friggin hey, hey, hey. Dude, you rip on him and say he's a punter. He's bigger than Adam Cole. Adam Cole's 5'1". He's he's dude, small. Tell me one, what they could do better in this current situation <laughs> with just WWE as a whole. For all my casual fellow wrestling fans out there, basically what's going down, if the long and short of it is we have We got a Adam punter, Cole. Pat McAfee taking on Adam Cole. <laughs> but Okay, but so McAfee has his podcast. They've been, hey, hold on, Dave. He's got a radio show on multiple platforms. He's right. got Just a, like us. And he's all over YouTube. <laughs> Bang the bell. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, but so he's, uh, you know, his career in the NFL was was moderately short, wasn't it? Though what was he it? ended uh, it. Five, he, six, yeah, five, six Ursay years gave him uh, wanted fucking to- Jim Ursay. <laughs> don't get me started on him. <laughs> he wanted to extend Pat. Uh, year eight came and gone for Pat, and he said, "Yeah, I'm done." He made his money, so bailed. But uh, so, anyhow, the, he's been beefing for a long time with um, NXT superstar um, Adam Cole. And now we are going to have a wrestling match with a former NFL punter. Oh, nine to 16 is when he played. And uh, I mean, that's not a bad run. No. You know, but for a punter, usually those guys are around for like. He's 48. Still <laughs> just lighting that ball up. Oh, Reggie you know? Roby, good friend Reggie. of the podcast. With the wristwatch on the whole time. Right. Yeah, well, the good news is. is well, well, to your point, Dave, they've been kind of beefing a little bit, kind of like the Adam or Adam Kimball, Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon. They kind of got that thing going Kimball. on for the last two years uh, <laughs> where Pat would get under Adam's skin and Adam would always be, shut up, Pat. Well, because, because Pat McAfee would be a guest commentator on a number of pay-per-view warm-up yep. shows and stuff. Or like watch-alongs. Yeah, they would have watch-alongs. Well, seriously, though, what is more 
entertaining right now in wrestling than Pat McAfee and Adam Cole. <laughs> I would honestly um, just have Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton just the entire for three show. hours. Okay. Minus Drew or Randy right now because obviously those guys are gold. Then I would have The Fiend and Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss for three hours. You, you really missed it that much? Everything else, it's like it's not even the same show. I, I'll watch those two segments on their respective shows, and then after that, it's like, did somebody sit on the remote and change the channel? What is this garbage I'm watching? It's it's terrible. It's are horrible. you and are you saying that as in all three shows? NXT, Raw, SmackDown, or well, just I mean, Raw, SmackDown? Well, just in Raw, SmackDown. NXT's been able to stick to wrestling to a certain extent. So at least if you're a fan of watching professional wrestling you can see people go out and do their thing but but yeah with to your point dave i think they're just grasping at straws trying anything that'll work yeah you know well a quick background on him he as soon as he got drafted he even said on his show even as early as last week and the week before i believe that he decided to go spend some money you know because hey i'm in the nfl he bought a wrestling ring and then a just recently, not just recently, but a couple, the first he's had got. training sessions with Rip Rogers, who's mm. world known if well, you, that's, you're that's a wrestling fan the, anymore. Uh, I believe that's the first thing Shaggy, Too Dope, and Violent J of the Insane Clown Posse did when they got their first royalty check or from their record company was to buy a ring. You so like bought a guys. wrestling ring? Oh, yeah, dude. I should where send you the clip. It, like in a warehouse or a huge garage? Uh, he said where he put it. Yeah, they did remember. the same thing on Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> But I should send you the clip. It's actually hilarious. The green, green bastard. It's unknown. Well, you're a casual fan, Dave. Does this even interest you at all? Pat McAfee. We'll just say label him as former NFL punter versus Adam Cole, who's uh, buck 65, 5'8". You know what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Diamond Dave is six feet. As a, as a casual fan, um, you know, we just had news a couple weeks ago that we talked about Mike Tyson is going to be fighting Roy Jones Jr. And then YouTube star Jake Paul, who recently had his uh, mansion raided. Uh, who is he supposed to be fighting? No, who cares? It's Jake Paul. He's a douchebag. Oh, that's his whole game. Okay, let me roll with this. There's a reason why I brought this up. He's supposed to be fighting somebody. So you take this, you know, boxing match where these guys are legitimately supposed to be beating each other up. And I thought it was a former NBA player or something like that. Andrew, who's yes, it was Nate Robinson, okay, big dog's brother. Fighting. Confirm that stats. So. I feel like the WWE is like, well, that's that's not a bad idea. That's, let's, that's some good stuff. Let's, let's, let's write this down. This is good stuff. Let's have somebody who's in you know this world and popular with this crowd, uh, you know, yeah. have beef with you know somebody in wrestling, and then try to get some sort of cross promotion going so people who are fans of Pat but not fans of wrestling will tune in and watch their product. It's the same thing when podcasts, you know, have. Have, um, cross promotions have people on for interviews a lot of time it's not like okay it's not just like well we're going to interview this person so the people that watch our podcast can have this you know watch this interesting mm-hmm. discussion a lot of times well we want to interview somebody popular so their people see them on our show and i think that's very much what's happening and whether they took 
you know, whether they took notes from the Tyson, Jake Paul stuff, and certainly wrestling, it's, this isn't anything new to bring in celebrities. Lawrence They've Taylor. done it over the course. I was just going to say, Kevin Federline and Cena back in the day. Yeah, I mean, but, the list goes but, it's, but it's been a while, and to do it kind of this in the middle of the fan. year, I think um, uh, I think speaks wrestling. to like, yep, they need some to, to get some fresh eyes on the sport. But I don't think most people are going to um, – are going to get super excited about a former punter getting in a wrestling <laughs> ring. I just don't. I don't know when he punted him in the face. That was pretty good. I mean, because you know he can, you know, punt at if 70 you, if yards. If you pulled in like Adrian <laughs> Peterson or something, <laughs> you know, some like close to retired. Is he still playing? He's still, Adrian, he's yeah. still playing. Yeah. You, you know, bring somebody, you know, when they brought Lawrence Taylor and he was like a badass. Reggie you know, White or Pungo. Dennis Rodman Kevin in the Green 90s. He's kind of a badass. Like, mm-hmm. you oh, bring Mongo. in these characters and now a punter. Uh, you have a punter. <laughs> Here comes you know? Mongo. But they have got like, you know, like Jason, Ta- like Jason Taylor or Tony Gonzalez yeah. or somebody oh, that's act, you know, retired but actually imposing. And I get McAfee's got a, look, he's got a good build. But at the end of the day, he was still a punter. And <laughs> I just... Does it matter though? Because it, it, it has abs- a following. It Just because he was a punter. Are you going to watch a wrestling barrier. match with a Nadamnikin Sue versus a punter? Oh, Absolutely, of you are. Of course, it's going to be good. You know, <laughs> hey, until he punts him in the face. Hey, everybody has gonna, a plan until you're going to bring in, in an, an NFL player. Unless, the, unless the the work is like we're bringing in a punter, <laughs> you know, like oh, we should bring in somebody who used to be an NFL star. We, we've done that before, you know. No, no, no. Let's just bring in a punter. punter. So you know, well, we just tried a tight end, and he didn't want to even do a bump that Vince McMahon did instead. That's right, so, But I, I don't know. I, to be perfectly honest with you, I think you might have fans that, that are already watching wrestling be a little bit excited about something different. But I don't think you're going to get all these people who know Pat McCaffrey to be like oh hey let's let's go watch wrestling maybe McAfee. some hobby mcafee whatever see exactly yeah exactly <laughs> well i want to go around the table here i didn't mispronounce joe rogan's name <laughs> yeah. you know if i i wanted to go around here a little bit we'll start with you diamond dave since you're a, a big uh pat mcafee fan um if you're adam cole are you worried about how this is going to affect your credibility your star power your career are, are you worried at all? Nope, because look what WWE has done. Now, I will say Triple H has done very well with his crew, NXT, about keeping guys looking strong. I do think there's like a couple rev- uh, avenues they can go by keeping Adam looking strong. And even if they make him lose, they can still make him look strong. Uh, Pat, he's had some training with Rip Rogers. Now, I'm not saying he has... 12, 13 years of experience like Adam Cole, but I do believe uh, some magic can be worked here, not cinematography of Undertaker, AJ Styles kind of match either. So I do think uh, it can be saved, and I think both can look strong coming coming in and out of it. Appleton Oak, if you were Adam Cole, are you worried about facing a punter? And what it's going to do? I love to your no, because I, I think I, you know from like a, a wrestling career and where he's at standpoint. I think if you had some beef with somebody famous and you like whoop the crap out of them, it's like oh they were talking smack. So I you know handled my business and got rid of them. Now I'll get back to my career. You know, and obviously you know McAfee. Um, you know, he's got uh, an imposing enough of a physique mm-hmm. and he was a, you know, a former player in the NFL. So it's not like he's going up against Pee Wee Herman, you know, 
um, K-Fed. Which would be good. K-Fed. But uh, I don't even want to go there. But um, no, but I, I don't think it will be harmful to his, his career. And, and like I said, the wrestling fans have seen all sorts of uh, people from, you know, outside of the wrestling world, you know, make their appearances over the course of the years. And I don't think that's really going to, you know, look badly for him or look bad for him rather. I'll go uh, last here. Answer, what do you think? I don't think it would hurt his credibility too much. I mean, he's already been champion. He's already had a lot of success. If they do it right, it just only benefits both. It gets him more known, like more out in the public eye. Because, yeah, right now, not many people know him, even watching the Pat McAfee show with A.J. Hawk, former Pat Department. <laughs> I had to throw that on there. AJ what? Hawks on the show regularly? Well, they, Pat McAfee yeah. and AJ Hawk have a secondary show after Pat's main show called McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk. Yeah, he vapes, he vapes a lot on the show. From no, what cigars. 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 AJ uh, Hawk so, vapes. No, he no, doesn't vape. He has these big cigars. stogies. I'm a casual uh, fan of the yeah, show. Yeah, it sounds that way. But no, I think it, uh, it can work out great <laughs> for both. See, I'm glad you brought up that he was a former champion in NXT because he wasn't only a champion. He was the longest reigning champion they had in NXT, the leader of the Undisputed Era, arguably the most powerful faction in all of NXT. And now you're going to have him do a comedy sideshow match against a punter. Now, yes, does Pat have a, a decent build? Absolutely, he does, especially standing next to Cole, but he's still a punter. I'm saying to myself, if, if I'm Adam Cole, I am deathly worried that this is going to be the death nail in my coffin. If, if I go out there and I'm Adam Cole, the match is lasting 20 seconds. I'm kicking the shit out of him, and that's it. Because... He has the credibility built up of being their standard bearer, their champion. Look at all the guys Cole went through. If he goes out there and has anything less than a competitive match with Pat McAfee, it completely buries Adam Cole. It buries the Undisputed Era. And, you know, it even makes NXT look bad. I see where you're coming from from a psychology standpoint because we've been there. We've done that. We've laid out matches 100 different times, right? Mm -hmm. But I do think they could still do 15 minutes of Adam so this would be totally different with the crowd. Are we going to have inter? See, I agree with there. If they have a bunch of interference, if they have guys come in, and maybe they have Dream come in, or Dexter Loomis, or whoever the era's feuding with, or whatever. Maybe they get involved. Okay, then maybe you can do something. But you know, to have him come out there and do a competitive match. Well, I don't know how competitive it's going to be. I think Cole's going to dominate, and then somehow McAfee just gets the surprising win out of nowhere, and some interference is going to be played. I just don't know how or from who. Of course, but Quinn, didn't you get knocked out once by Santa Claus in a match? Well, but he, he, he used brass knuckles. No, actually, I didn't. I didn't. I did not get knocked out by Santa Claus. I got knocked out by Tejas, who got the brass knuckles from Santa Claus. So let's let's uh, keep things on the up and up here. But no, the, I like the problem I, I have, better. the problem I have, and I've always had this problem with WWE, and this is even before. This is when I was in high school. I remember they would do this, and it would really irritate me when they would bring in somebody from outside a wrestling, celebrity. and they would make them a bigger deal than the wrestler. It's like some D-list celebrity on some shitty show on USA I've never even watched before comes into Raw and all the wrestlers <laughs> are like, oh, 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 God, look, look who it is, Oak. Look, can you believe it? Oh, it's so nice to meet you. These guys don't give a shit about some D-level actor, and they shouldn't. They're the stars of the show. The guys on Raw are the stars. 
Cole should come out there. They should get the undisputed era to hold down McAfee, and Cole should come out there and give him a Randy Orton punt kick in the head, and that's it. Dude, so, okay, so Cole went on McAfee's show first, got over by doing his little explosion. Yeah. Now, this week, or this previous week, McAfee got on NXT, I know punted Adam, so now they're one and one. I know, it's the Each same storyline they always follow. Of course, it's going to be the, the same storyline, but like, now, with two weeks away from SummerSlam, I believe is the countdown, 13 days, whatever. Uh, oh, TakeOver. I just don't know... With no, with no fans, I want to do fans. This? I've always yeah. said, I've been saying on social media, I want the fans there because that's going to be the most important part of this match. That's how we know if it works or not. Mm. Right. So they're going to have to do a gauge on social media. I still think it can be done. It can be worked. <laughs> social media. What I tell you about the face page? <laughs> well, to kind of switch gears here, did you guys see what... Uh, Happened to us, uh, Sammy and Matt Hardy on AEW this past week with the chair. No, I I only watched that show for you. You know how much you and uh, you and I always goof around uh, saying, "Oh, these you know these botches that were could have been avoided, but." weren't so sammy guevara throws a chair which was not planned and matt tried to get his hands up but didn't get it up in time or in the right spot and just got laid out by like an actual like padded chair that's like thick industrial well you know when he's messed up he kind of looks like jeff (laughs) (laughs) actually i don't know i just thought it was a very not a good move by sammy to do well i mean it's you know if you're in that spot and you're good it isn't like i can't imagine matt hardy a guy who's been in the business forever came out and didn't tell sammy to throw a chair at him I, I have a hard time believing Sammy's just going to actual is just gonna so you throw think a chair work. at a veteran. I think it's a, well, it's, it was a work. I'm not saying whether something might've gone wrong yeah, and maybe they're trying to make some hay on it, on, you know, but to think that Sammy Guevara is just going to throw a chair at Matt Hardy very recklessly without even checking with him. I have a hard time believing that. Any pictures of the after, like after stitches and stuff? Uh, I don't know if they showed the stitches uh, right. There's. As good as it gets for showing the stitches, but I mean, how many times did Sabu and RVD throw chairs like that? Just incredibly. Well, recklessly. dude, at least they were kind of a little bit more his on nose, the same his page. Nose is, his nose is a little bent up. Yeah, I huh? think that one, <laughs> got the old John Cena. I don't know if that's right like there. the official stitch picture, but well, dude, if you uh, if you go back and watch, you can clearly see Matt like double check his head. Right. So that's why I was kind of when that spot happened, where Matt was just kind of broke character for two seconds. Be like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> so you think Sammy just went into business? For himself and just thought it'd be a good spot. Just yeah, I did thought it right so. there on the spot. I thought Sammy just did it because yeah. there was a chair there and just mm. launched it for no reason. It was just like, whoa, dude, a little unsafe there. Oh, clearly, the he's uh, chair toe. Clearly, he's looking to get more heat than he already had. Yeah. <laughs> Next, he's like going to throw a chair at Sasha Banks. <laughs> 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 well, jeez. Well, and then, I didn't get that joke. Ah, don't worry. Don't worry, about it. Don't worry about it. It, it wasn't that good. Well, same with uh, like I guess Goldberg. Now this is what I think is work with Goldberg and Roman. With Goldberg going on it's wrestling, Dave. Yeah, I know. Everything's a work. Ninety nine. Ninety nine percent is a work. <laughs> so what? What do we got going on here? Is Goldberg talking trash about Roman Reigns? Yeah, yeah. look at this uh, behind you there, Dave. So this is a good work though by Goldberg. Well, because what happened is Reigns like he has Brad. 
he has he has uh, padding for his gloves, and then he always pounds the mat, you know, obviously during his entrance. And he's like, well, of course I have padding on there. If I have to work 48 weeks a year, that would be as irresponsible as slamming my head into a locker before a match. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. <laughs> and so, yeah. That's so a nice dig. Yeah. Yeah, if you go up a little bit, and, we'll, and we can show you where he's like right there. That quote right there, Roman, you're a joke, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> they coming from Goldberg. Second of all, when you when he ragged on me about headbutting the doors and stuff, you know, I never really explained my whole thought process on that. For you guys to get the, get the character that you got, I had to do certain things as well. And that's pretty much the highlight of that. But I, oh, I do well, love how Goldberg. This, oh, so quote, he's a, uh, this quote itself tells me everything that I need to hear. <laughs> yeah. As we mentioned, we weigh the positive and the negative. So it's very positive to take it as violent as humanly possible and as real as humanly possible. And all the negative is you lose a little blood and, hey, man, you get another concussion and cut a week off your life. This is method. method this is just them. Look, and not like. Obviously, as the casual fan, I'm going to predict something that other people aren't. But what, 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 what are we setting up Goldberg versus Roman Reigns for what? You know, is there's obviously going to be a match. When's it going to be? Crown Jewel. Well, going to be. Oh, God. I think Goldberg's not well liked out there, is he? <laughs> I, I think Roman would be taking his life into his hands at that uh, point. Yeah. Boy, well, prior worry. to the whole pandemic, it was supposed to be Goldberg and Mania. Roman at Mania. And then oh, pandemic happens. Does Vince just sit back there and say, "Who is Goldberg? Not wrestled <laughs> yet. Not done yet. How can I make some money off this guy? How about yeah. Goldberg versus Brock? We Vince, we've done that twice. Goldberg versus the Undertaker. Hey Vince, we've we've, we've done that. And it was the ship. Goldberg versus the Rock. The Rock's not going to do it. <laughs> Goldberg. Uh, well, the you know, the thing that's that's funny to me is that I've seen this story before. I Kevin Nash would uh, would give Goldberg shit about the whole banging the head in the door thing and like and banging for, the bell. Yeah, like it would bang the bell, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> for all you people out there who I don't know, maybe you've seen some shoot videos with Kevin Nash or whatever. I've had What's the great opportunity to to meet him a few times. Kevin Nash is the coolest friggin' guy I think I've ever met in my life. Just well, oozes you know. coolness. Cool dude. And you've seen him on a couple of promos with wwe he completely mm-hmm. owns the place when he's there but mm-hmm. but anyhow so i've seen this before they make fun of goldberg for hitting the door or whatever but you know i don't think uh so clearly they're gonna make goldberg the bad guy here right i mean is anybody gonna boo roman reigns arguably probably one of the most loved guys right now in wrestling at this point i mean i don't know well i would you, Let's play, let's you play. would not. You like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love You're the saying. one guy in the whole arena. Oh, you guys, you guys, I go over to my brother's house Boober. today to pick his kids up for fishing. They got a toy wrestling ring nice. with, with the Roman Reigns. I didn't buy it. Apparently, since showing them WrestleMania 1, 2, and 3, oh. and then doing our Royal Rumble lotteries, my youngest nephew is, uh, oh, he's all about WWE. So he had like one of the little play oh, rings. Excellent. So, who does he, who Make he sure he gets the Eric Rowan doll. I'm, tur- I'm told it's uh, very inexpensive doll. at fourteen ninety nine. dollars action figure. Action figure. <laughs> I'm gonna, no, I have to go get him some action figures yeah. now for his. So who does he have? He's got The Rock, Cena, and I think like 
Triple H or Roman Reigns or something. So there you go. Oh, and, you're, and you're going to boo your nephew's yeah. Roman Reigns. Boo sucks. They had a million questions. Have you been to a wrestling show? Yes. <laughs> Who's the good guys? The bad guys? Do you boo people? Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that mean? It's uh, just do it. Well, uh, to kind of get back to Goldberg and Roman quick. Don't you guys? Uh, prior to the pandemic and they were doing that build up, were you guys at all remotely interested to watch Roman take on Goldberg? I wanted to see I who was going to spear who the yeah. most. <laughs> double spear. Yeah, just double spear. <laughs> oh, didn't Goldberg do it once where they fucking knocked heads? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know, I, I keep going back to the discussion we had with Dave Hero when you were talking about how finishing moves don't mean anything. And man, when you've got two guys who have like a similar, <laughs> yep. you know, the you know, very famous for both doing the spears and stuff. It's like, you know, obviously Roman's got his Superman punch and which that should be the finish. Goldberg's got his uh his jack jackhammer. Hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but sledgehammer both- what Billy Gunn did. <laughs> <laughs> but like how do you have two guys who use essentially one of the same like big moves just do it on each other over and over? You well, gotta I think- stop. I've th- I've thought a lot about that discussion. A finishing move should be a it should be a finishing move. This is it. That's yep. why I'm it's gonna hit you a finishing move. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> fatality. You know, Mortal Kombat they call it a fatality it because there's done. no coming back. You do a fatality, it's done. None of this like nope. oh I'm gonna do my finishing move five times before I can actually pin you. No. You can have other cool moves that are Come on Hogan didn't have to do 20 leg drops he only had to do well do you one. think the thing with Goldberg this reminds me of a conversation we had with Dave Hero friend of the podcast on our podcast uh, the week before prior was because Goldberg passes the airport test like we talked about and they need somebody for mm-hmm. Roman to go against you but pops a, rating. a bad guy Goldberg I just they don't just, see it working do you mean they need a wrestler with more than you know an ounce of testosterone flowing <laughs> through his who, veins who doesn't look like he'd lose to a punter yeah. <laughs> I mean I'll go back to that too uh, just just Tell some of these guys to lift weights or something, you know? Cole has a little toneness <laughs> in his shoulder. Give him a sandwich, you know? Yeah. The thing is, is they all, like, have that cardio that's because they're going to go they're gonna go 35 minutes of hitting the finishers and having to remember all this stuff and doing that's all true. this running and stuff. So the, it's, that's, well, the whole match is a finish. <laughs> yeah. Look, all right, so we're going to lock up, and then we're no, going to go into the finish. These guys need, <laughs> these guys need to, to, I don't know, you know? Dude, I was watching to go, to go back to the finisher move. I was watching uh, Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels tag team against Owen Hart and the Bulldog, and they won the tag titles on Raw. That, that match was a hundred miles an 100 hour. Hundred miles an hour, but everything meant something. The second that Shawn smoked Davy Boy with the super kick, the crowd popped huge for his one finisher that he used. Yep. One, two, three. Mm -hmm. The crowd just went erupt. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you go back and look at any of the old stuff prior to, I'll say, 2005, any finisher that gets hit, you see the crowd just stand up on their feet. Good guy, bad guy, they know it's over. You get yep. that huge reaction. So, do you think the reactions are less now because the people have been? Uh, you don't know you if know, the finisher is yeah, going to be the end. Yeah. You, at some point, Vince was end. like, "What if he did two super kicks? Well, then we're, I would have to go back and uh, and point the blame at Rock and Austin at fifteen hitting thirty-seven rock bottoms and stunners at they, the end. I mean, that was one did. time, though. I would I would actually point the finger at. Independent wrestling. It's when we're all watching Japanese stuff and we thought it'd be really cool to do 87 finishers and strong style. Oh, strong so we style. lock up, I hit you with a stunner, all right? And then he get up and I give What's, you a pedigree. Explain to me strong style. 
Well, okay, so you you know how like Shinsuke comes out and says he's like the king of strong style or whatever. It's really the, stiff. The idea, and it's it's kind of funny to to describe it to somebody because you're essentially saying, well, wrestling's fake, right? But these guys go out there and they really hit each other in a fake fight. Right. And it's like the whole idea of I'm going to lay it in there and, oh, man, he really hit him with that forearm. It was so stiff. I couldn't believe that. But you're still in the confines of professional wrestling a theatrical uh, so maybe a little bit more of uh, aggressive style yeah, wrestling you know, where like, contact is yeah, a like little if bit the guy does the super kick he doesn't you know miss them or glance them it's oh, right there you better have whatever. a hand up so that's you know so that's a big and, well and, you know and if you look at the guys who are on the roster right now they all started to kind of i don't want to say they started to come around but they were all in their indies and they were all kind of uh honing their craft and becoming who they were when that japanese style was really popular uh at least as far as i remember i mean everybody was watching tapes of japan and stuff like that and you i know, know i was and doing that <laughs> stuff so that's i think that's maybe part of the influence but um to get back to what you were saying dave when you mentioned that match with uh austin and michaels and bulldog and whatnot i i noticed because i was watching an old wrestlemania how how big everybody wrestled. I mean, I watched Austin out there and even Kurt Angle against Brock angle and Austin and their respective matches were both wrestling. Like they were a 300 pounds, six foot six. They moved like big guys. They, they threw punches like big guys. Everything looked bigger. Yep. And I think that goes back to what we talked about with Dave hero and in the performance center, how everybody kind of wrestles the same. Now, what do you guys think? I, I totally agree with that. I, I, the mm-hmm. PC is just shooting out, you know, Replicas. That's why they don't have any. They don't have any big. I shouldn't say they don't have any big. It's just like they don't have big superstars like that. The discussion you have, and I've noticed in outside of just our podcast, you know, different wrestling stuff comes up. You know, obviously, my talks with Dauber Knightley at the gym. That's like the the, podcast. The the difficulties of Vince producing stars is becoming more and more prominent. Uh, especially right now when you need, you know, your big stars more than ever, Mm -hmm. but can you, here's my, can you even create a star right now? That's the thing. Can you create a star without the audience? You know, the audience's reaction when they come out, you know, yeah. How do you, how do you know if you're creating a star? I mean, the only, the one way you could maybe find out is if, if their gimmicks are selling, you know, if people are buying, see how their shirt sales and stuff are. But other than that, I mean, you really can't gauge it unless you're, unless they're like trending on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And outside of watching it, when you're Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton are cutting their promos and you're like, holy shit, like this is so refreshing. This is like the great, you feel it's like it's the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life because of the nonsense you've been watching prior. I do want to highlight, like, I know I was we were picking on Adam Cole a little bit. We all know that they are super talented regardless of size, no matter what. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's I mean, they generate a lot of eyes and to the question you had, can you make a star now? We are, I think this is a a first time for a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't know if Vince or well, yeah, I'm just gonna say Vince. I don't know if Vince can, because wrestling is so dependent on your ears to that crowd so does uh, Vince and the guys now go by a social media rating, and that's why every week is like, well, now we're going to try this guy. Uh, you know, we gave yeah. him a shot. He only got like five hundred thousand tweets about him. We need someone with like two million. million yeah. I don't know. I'm just spitballing there, but yeah, I don't I th- know if you can. I think you've got a whole a whole bunch of things involved, and, and part of that being, uh, you know, the pandemic and thing, and, and you know, guys who can show up, who can't, who will show up, who won't, who do we have left to work with. 
to your point, no crowd. What do we do? Yeah, I mean, making a star is tough, and you know, and the guys yeah. they have are good and made themselves in the indies. You know, I mean, Drew McIntyre wasn't Drew McIntyre until he came back the second time around, and he made himself in the indies. He's who he is now. If you go back and watch his older his older stuff, when I think he was an Impact for a while or TNA, or whatever, and then he's on the indies. That's the guy you see now mm-hmm. is is who he was mm-hmm. then. And like I said, outside of one. outside of those two guys, uh, boy, it's tough. I wouldn't want to be a WWE star right now. Like I wouldn't want to be Keith Lee right now, knowing that okay, this is going to be your window coming up real soon. This is your opportunity, and this is the time that you're going to come yeah. out in when there's no fans, no crowd. It's just a disaster, and it know? sucks for everyone because that crowd they really do need a crowd. Uh, and speaking of crowds, with sports, yes, I kind of I want to see what you guys' thoughts are now that we're a couple weeks into. Baseball, basketball. Yep. Uh, what do you? I mean, it's interesting stuff. But what do you guys? What do you guys noticing? What do you? What do you hate? What do you like so far? You know, it's hard for me right now to say where I'm at with sports because for the sports that we do have, baseball and basketball, I don't. I have a hard time getting really passionate about these sports <laughs> until we're halfway into the playoffs. Yeah, playoff time. So yeah. the regular season of NBA does nothing for me whatsoever during a normal normal season crowd. Regular season NBA does nothing for me. Regular season baseball does nothing for me. Very casual fan. Um, (laughs) But I I know a lot of people like, you know, especially around here, the Brewers fans, they're like nuts day in and day out. Brewers just nuts, nuts, nuts. But I don't find myself getting excited for baseball until the playoffs come around. The same thing for the NBA. So I, I, I love watching basketball during playoff time and I could not get your regular I'm, regular season yeah. unless it's like getting towards the end of the season and you know seeding and things like that with the playoffs but it's the same thing for baseball so right now with baseball and especially with everything going on right now baseball is like okay we started and are we gonna stop right. or yeah. what's going on <laughs> half the cardinals so or whatever the nba seems and... to be doing a little bit better job but you never know what's what's going to happen so i feel like on top of people being like uh you know okay well we'll see what's happening it isn't the playoffs i think people almost don't want to get like over invested in it because yeah, they know yeah, just in case like hey this could all be canceled yeah. i mean the one thing yeah. i did like is uh, the cardboard cutout here of the royals where they had whoever, bernie uh, whoever paid for that is genius by the way i I think i think this is probably the best thing that i've seen in sports since everything started (laughs) up again and you have to imagine you have to imagine that other teams are taking notice to this and they're it could be a thing like baseball games could turn into like a where's world you know <laughs> like what celebrities or you know movie well, yeah like I little mean, wayne was at know, a game and he was high-fiving and the fan next to him yeah because he mean, was like, in the digital one somebody should have you know like i don't know like like maverick from top guns sitting in there <laughs> well, with his helmet on you know either anyway <laughs> <laughs> sitting next to goose Oh, but, but like, is uh, this too soon? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but in any regard, I don't think. And the same thing with hockey. I, I so the sports right now, it's 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 great that sports are back. Um, but I think it's hard to get really excited about sports. And with the with the way sports rotate, usually throughout the course of the year, I mean, you know, that in the middle of the summer or the early part of the summer would have been the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously baseball would just be getting into the, you know, the kind of meat and potatoes of the season. And that's not, you know, playoff. Well, I suppose baseball playoffs start in what? 
middle of September usually. They kept the same yeah. schedule. Yeah. It's just now the last 60 games. So everything yeah. that happens in September for playoff and championship baseball is October. Yeah. So I think people will definitely get fired up about it a little bit more. You know, we have seen some news in football uh, here in Wisconsin. The Green Bay Packers will be playing their first two home games first two home games at least without any fans uh the uh, las vegas raiders came right out and said um no no fans all season That's although beautiful brand oh was it stadium. all season <laughs> yeah here's the thing with las vegas though i am wondering whether them coming out and saying we're not going to have fans here all season is as much of a coronavirus thing as it is things are going on with the stadium there. Yeah. Because it's one thing to have a field finished and locker rooms finished and say, we can play games here. Um, not like I'm privy to inside information and construction in Las Vegas, but you hear all, you hear all the time about hotels getting hung yep. up on mm-hmm. money delays. and construction and delays. And you'll go to Vegas and oh, that hotel has been sitting half built yeah. for two or three years. Oh, Nevada's somebody, on the up and up. Oak. What are you talking somebody, about? Somebody ran out of money. Yeah. So there are rumors flying around that the, with the Raiders kind of prematurely saying no fans all season long uh, for the home games. Eh, is that, uh, is that, you know, you know, coronavirus or is that, Hey, the stadium's not going to be ready. So. Or are they really trying to pack the stands for next year to be like, well, we couldn't go to see the opening yeah. year. I'm buying season tickets. That could be too. I mean, they you might know? be, they might be really short on, you know, people who purchased season tickets or, or things like that. Yeah. Who knows? Tell car drops back to pass and a light lands on them. Like he's like, eh, <laughs> done. Well, that's a sack. Uh, <laughs> union carpentry there <laughs> should have had the oak out there with his level <laughs> <laughs> well with the whole you know we'll go back to the packers right yeah so with the first at least the first two home games with no fans like i'm not that big of a goer to the stadium so to me it doesn't matter a goer <laughs> goer he's a doer doers do a goer I'm not a goer, but uh, do you guys like to go to the stadiums a lot? I, Quinn, I know well, you hate well, going. I, yeah, I dislike crowds of people. <laughs> <laughs> I try to make it to at least a game a year. I love I love Lambo. Yeah. I mean, I'll go if I don't have to pay for it. So I'm my, not paying. My dad has season tickets to the to obviously I don't know why. To, to Lambo to the Packers, whatever. So my dad has season tickets. So I go to quite a few home games. So he gets. So for those of you not from. <clears throat> Margarita went down wrong. Uh, for those of you not familiar, <laughs> the way it works with Packers um, season ticket holders is they used to play two games down at County Milwaukee. Stadium in Milwaukee. And so they have a gold package and a green package. In the green package, you get six home games a year. In the gold package, you get two home games a year. So my father has the the green package, so we get six home games a year. I usually go to three or four of them. Sometimes my cousins will go to a game. Um, sometimes my sister or <clears throat> her husband will take my nephew. But I'm usually at three, four games a year. And then sometimes I just go with other friends uh, or just, you know, it's a game I want to go to. You get tickets on the NFL ticket exchange. So I would say I'm at probably four to six home games a year. And I absolutely love going to the stadium. I think, I think the energy at Lambeau field is completely different. I get where Quinn's coming from. Cause sometimes 
especially with, you know, 50, 60, 70 inch screens that are HD and surround mm-hmm. sound. It's nice to sit there in your sweatpants and kick your feet up, especially those cold weather games or, you know, not having to deal with the traffic <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, you get up and you walk to your own bathroom anytime yes. you want. Well, and, and people so, in Wisconsin are a bit larger than most as well. There's and a luxury. To no. It's in winter though, too, where you have your yeah. 20 layers yeah. on. So That's true. There's a luxury to watching sports at home now. I think that we didn't have in the past but i very much am still about uh live live games <clears throat> i would really like to um i've sat almost everywhere you can sit at lambo you know my dad's tickets you know in the in, in a in a luxury box and in the indoor club seats but i guess in the um in the south end zones of the stadium the newest big piece oh you that's know, where have, our boxes the bad medicine boxes. oh there. that's where yeah. the podcast yep. boxes, right yeah but outside they have <laughs> no windows they have, they have club seats so for those of you not familiar again lambo is the only i think it's the only uh stadium in the nfl that still has bleacher seats or one of the few yeah, they're one of the few it, have bleacher very seats? slim I, you're for you're right yeah. on that it's and like you're, you maybe get like this much space for that. your butt they got a yeah. number painted on the seats that's it and then you get you're <laughs> fight it, for it nobody's everybody's ass is squished next to each other but the new section that's up in the south end of the end zone chairs they have actual chairs it's nice so it's a little bit more comfortable in the winter there was no way for them to be able to shovel that off because of how high it is so it's all heated concrete too oh yeah so for those games where it's a little bit colder weather if you're somebody who's looking for packer tickets online you may think they're like oh these are nosebleed seats and to be perfectly honest with you at lambeau field and and i I have to imagine it's at any football field. Some of those high seats, especially dead center of the end zone, gives you a really cool, like, bird's eye view yeah, of the field, yeah. watching plays develop and things like that. Yeah, you can actually tell what a decent run is instead of, you know, you're, yeah, looking you're like, like watching like, a pass. Like, that guy's run. wide open. He's wide open. <laughs> Did he run five yards or 50? I can't tell. I've been at basketball games, NBA games, the old. Um, Bill Bradley, Bradley Center, Center mm-hmm. where it, you're, the nosebleeds they're are steep, too. They're the real <laughs> nosebleeds. And there's no, to me, there's no like, oh, I got to see the basketball game from a different vantage point. It's like, no, you're just in <laughs> shitty seats. Uh, <laughs> but with um, with Lambeau Field, yeah, those new seats. So if you, if you want to get to a game uh, and you want uh, still have the outdoor experience but have a little bit more luxury, those seats, um, they have better bathrooms. There's like an indoor bathroom. You can go in and kind of no warm up. So. <laughs> no oh I know what he's God. talking about. That was one of my last games when the Bears got trampled by the Packers when it was 42-0 to zero in the first half or whatever. doesn't matter. I oh, left Rogers only had six touchdowns. Left That's right half in the first time. Dude, I never spent... See, I told you it's not a real... Dude, a $125 ticket rats. was... I've never <laughs> felt like I've wasted so much money in my you life. Got those, I, you got a ticket for 125 125 That's for seat. Yeah. Cheap, cheap. Dude, I, I felt like I got robbed because of how stupid and pathetic the Bears were during well, that game. that's what you get for being a Bears fan. But back to the point. The back to the point, though. Those seats are really nice. And it for the bleacher seats, man, it feels like sometimes during the winter, because I used to take along with yeah. you to one game every year, and it was usually the Bear Packer game. You have to kind of fight for your spot. <laughs> you everyone you, absolutely, you absolutely do. Oh, the worst man. is when you're all sitting down and everybody's like, 
this is a little too comfortable. And anybody, anybody that's been to Lambeau Field in the winter knows this feeling. You sit down, you're a little snugged in, but not too snugged, and you got you're 10 fine, layers of clothes you're on. Fine. You're like, oh, this isn't so bad. You know, this, this isn't okay, that's, it's not as bad as I, I thought. And then two people come up, and they're like, yeah, those are our <laughs> seats. And you're like, oh, son. Where? <laughs> Where? And then right you here? have to – and the people who have been to the stadium before, you know, the season ticket holders, people who have been to a bunch of games, they get it. But it's always interesting when you have, like, new people. Yeah, the new like, ones. I mean, I am in my seat. Yeah, but not the half of your left ass cheek <laughs> is in my seat. You know, and people are like, wait, what? So, get off yeah. me. Having um, – I think uh, I think having seats up in that uh, that upper area where they have the club seats. Um, I, anytime, if I have to buy tickets from now on, which I, I normally don't, because I normally I'm either going with uh, again friends or using my dad's season tickets. But I have to buy seats. I would purposely buy those just yes. for the comfort. Okay. Again, <clears throat> highly recommend. Even it. on a day where it's not like crazy cold Green Bay temperatures, even if it was like in the teens. Or the twenties, having that heated concrete would be nice. Yeah, I, I gotta ask it because I know you and I went to a game where it was like negative eight with our friend of the podcast Tiggins. Yeah, but it was more like felt like negative twenty. Yeah. Have you guys, Quinn or Dave, have you guys been to a, a really like negative temperature game? Two thousand seven NFC yeah. Championship yeah. game where it was uh, minus twenty five <laughs> or twenty six degrees. Yeah, I've been to some very cold games, but I'll tell you what. That was the worst game I was ever at weather-wise was the Packer-Bears game. I want to say Thanksgiving, maybe four, four or three, four years ago. Where Jay Cutler, it was tore him up. It was like 38 degrees outside, so it was cold, but it was pouring, and it was raining sideways (laughs) from the wind, and I was, it was just absolutely miserable being you know when it's 60 70 degrees out and it's a summer day and you're getting poured on it kind of sucks yeah. you know but it's like, what it, it is. is what it is yeah it's raining you know people have ponchos but you're whatever you're drenched you get done you get your poncho off you go drink it's cool but man when it is just above freezing and it's pouring rain the rain starts like hurting yeah. you know? hit me in the face and then i had like one needles. of these i had one of these jackets on where it's uh, it's kind of like one of the is a, um, a Condor tactical like jacket, like you know, members only or <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but it's like water repellent, casual. And so if you're standing, it's ah. it's so weird because it's like if you're standing there and and I'm in the rain like walking and it's pouring on me, I'll stay dry. But it's if people like press oh, on sure you. The- Gets into the it the gets into fabric, the yeah, yeah it gets into the fabric and then you're drenched yeah so these it's some of the it's the way they do some, it's the way they do some of the water repellent stuff like if yeah. you're in the rain and it's pouring on you and you're standing you're fine but as soon as you like get packed in and people start pushing on you yeah. it starts absorbing you and so I had this jacket that of course with the way it was raining I should have wore something that was like waterproof now I got like one of those frog tog like full yeah, suits full which deal. are incredible. But yeah, um, Lambeau Field uh, is a, is a different animal weather wise. But um, I, I know we went way circular on this one. But if you are somebody who's visiting the stadium and you see the seats um, up in that uh, up in that south end zone, um, do it. Go for it. Yeah, I mean the, the great seats. You know, to circle around to the sports, the ones I'm kind of wondering about is because uh, because I think the pro sports are going to be fine. I think they can weather the storm a bit so to speak uh, i agree with you 100 percent oak uh regular season baseball basketball i don't care yeah I, I, I don't think i've watched 
basketball in years and baseball. I remember watching, you know, a couple times of Brewers in the playoffs, You've whatever basketball. I've seen that hook shot of yours. <laughs> I mean, like, Kareem, I, I mean, uh, Luel, I mean, Luel Cinder, Cash Clay, Luel Cinder, yeah, he Kareem, was, Muhammad. He was way better. That's a hook shot from Nolan Ryan. That's what uh, Quinn does. <laughs> but, uh, no, the, the college sports, because I do like watching college basketball. Big I like, college guy I here. like watching the Badgers play and a few other teams, college football. Absolutely love it. And, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I mean, I don't think they've come up with a solution yet. And well, we right all now, know just how much, straight conference play, but yes, other than that. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of like how they're going to handle it, crowds, things like that, I haven't uh, heard much about that. So we all know that um, college basketball and college football bring in the big money to the universities. So now is that going to create a whole tidal wave effect of now all of a sudden we don't have any money for, for schools and they're all going to go the way of ITT Tech or something, you know? I mean... <laughs> I think that I think it's going to be real touch and go with college sports because for you know look we don't want to get into everything that's going on you guys are seeing this every yeah. day all over Facebook and social media but it's very everything is very unpredictable right now yeah. and so we just don't have any answers at all period and you know we could hear you know bad news tomorrow we could hear good news a week later you know it could be vice versa so right now um I think that it's very unpredictable and we we don't we just don't know what's going to happen. I would I would be very surprised if even at the end of the year we saw full stadiums. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would be very surprised if we saw full stadiums by the end of this year, but you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, something is, you know, hey, uh, a, a moderately effective cure or they see the strain is slowly evolving into something, you know, that's that is less deadly and if people get it, you know, people are still going to be okay. Um, but for college sports, um, two years of no March madness, but yes, but for college sports, you know, there's, there's a huge, huge, um, reliance on this money for those universities. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, they said, I saw, I read the other day at first they said, oh, the NFL could lose a a billion dollars. Now they're saying 5 billion (laughs) for one season. If they don't have fans at home, they could lose, you know, they could lose a billion dollars. And it's like, you know, that's one thing, but the NFL is, and obviously I don't know the inner workings of the NFL, but the owners are a bunch of almost all of them. I think are billionaires. I'm sure they can close. Near close. Yeah. Well, you have 32 storm. team owners. I would say the majority. 31. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You're damn good. You're damn good. Andrew, you have 31 team owners and green Bay. <laughs> yeah. and I would venture most, I would venture to guess rather most of them are, are billionaires, if not very close. And so it's like, if they lost, you know, they're, look, if you're a billionaire and you lose two hundred and fifty million, and I know that sounds like a lot, you know, and considering I know nothing of finances like that, a lot. but you might still be okay. The university's losing this kind of money, especially when they fund so many other things. Yes. Um, yep. I think I think it's going to hurt the schools. I mean, even even going down to man, I, I feel bad for high school kids. Well, I, f- I feel real bad for high school kids if their sports uh, sports are canceled. Well, I think know. the W, at least in Wisconsin, the w, WIAA said that uh, high school fall sports would go ahead. Um, Isn't it by choice of the school? Yeah, we'll see, and, and that's the touchy thing, right? When you're dealing there's with open, kids, there's open enrollment. If I look, know? if I was a senior getting ready I'm to going play, wherever I, it's look, open. If I was a senior getting ready to play my high school year of. Senior year of football. If I was a senior getting ready to play my final year, this is how fired up, my final year of high school football, 
and I knew that my school wasn't having it, but the neighboring school was open enrollment. I, I don't know how it is in other states, but in Wisconsin, go wherever you, you want. Can, you can go wherever you want. And, you know, especially here where we live, you know, hey, hey I grew up in Little Shoot. Two miles, this, two miles this way is Freedom. A mile that way is Kakana. A mile that way is Kimberly. You go University two miles the other Kimberly. way, you have three Appleton schools. Yep. You know, I, I mean, I could go 10 miles up the Somebody's road. Somebody's going to play. go to Wrightstown. I go to Seymour. Hortonville. I go to Hortonville. Polar Bears. I go to Shelton. Oh, yeah, there Hilbert. you go. No, don't. You wouldn't want to go to Chilton. Uh, you wouldn't want to go to Hilbert. You don't want to go to Chilton. You don't want to go to all, it's like all I'm Coleman. saying is that if I, I, I think that's, I think that could legitimately happen. Yeah. I think if you have mm-hmm. good athletes and, and the schools say, eh, we're not playing, I think you'll have kids be like, okay, I'll just go to a different school. Well, and how about these kids? Uh, let, let's take high school basketball. All these kids who are studs, who are looking to go to the Dukes and the North Carolinas and the Kansas and all those schools. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you don't have a senior year. I mean, How's that going to affect recruiters? I mean, I know. And, you know, and, and where these guys are going to go. Um, well, all you juniors. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you sophomores. Um, juniors. My, my grades just didn't work out this year. I didn't make her. <laughs> well, NBA has kind of proven a little something so far with the bubble. Now, I know we're talking high school, yeah. but what if the NFL – well, I guess I heard Tampa Bay is offering a volunteer bubble, but it seems like they're actually – Tom Brady and the, the, the guys are like – staying with themselves uh but the nba has proven that at least so far the bubble's working <laughs> except yeah. the side chicks are really pissed yeah. <laughs> well i'm just saying what if uh i think the nfl uh, in order to have some kind of bubble for the nfl you'd have to agree to have the players not see uh, it gets touchy i, I, know. I don't, look it, and again, so many we more don't, we don't want to get into there is this, a lot more players but the 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 level of contagiousness of everything look the, the you don't know where the person what are, yeah, okay you're you're living in a bubble and, and you're working with food service well what are the food service guy is he living in your bubble is yeah. it a completely closed yeah. off entire how far world down do we where go? you yeah how mm-hmm. far down do you go let's say the athletes all stay in a hotel for example green bay let's say they shut down lodge kohler right across the street all the packers are living at lodge kohler they're making food for them downstairs you're not allowed to leave your hotel except to go across the street to the practice facility, to go across the street to play, or to hop in a bus and go to Austin Strabble Airport and fly somewhere else. Two name drops. Who, who cleaned the hotel where they're at? Yep. Who, what about the people making the food you know, at, at the restaurants? What if somebody down there had it? There's just so many variables where, yes, you can have a bubble that is going to help slow the prevention of or slow the prevention slow the sp- prevent the spread whatever and it will be a lot more effective than just having these guys be able to go out and party on the weekends like they might normally do but you're never you're never going to shut this down and i get for for when we're talking millions and millions and billions of dollars uh probably uh not going to get it versus uh, who knows is is probably you know still a lot better in the eyes of the owners but with as big as the nfl is the number of teams the number of games they have the number of time how much time away is that from your families each year i mean is that going to affect the mental health of the players are they going to be performing the same you know hey i haven't i'm an nfl player i'm a millionaire but i haven't seen my wife or my kids in three months you know i don't know i guess the nba i don't know the whole inner workings and i'm not sure if the the national radio sports talks uh have mentioned like the full inner workings of the bubble to your point on that but any changes so how how can you but i think if there is any hope for sports it's going to come from a very unlikely place oh no 
Sturgis, South Dakota could be the key to all of our sports working out this year. Quinn theory. I've got this theory that if 250,000 people, but now I'm a motorcyclist, I'm an enthusiast. I'd never call myself a biker. So not casual. But if you have 250,000 bikers descending on the little town of Sturgis, South Dakota, drinking the 3 million gallons of beer that they put down, eating all the fried food. I've seen the pictures, not the healthiest looking people in, in planet earth. Let's just say that. Not being mean. Now, if they can come out of this, like, say, uh, two weeks later, and there's not an explosion of the the, uh, the virus. I see your theory. I think that people are going to be like, all right, 250,000 people were in this town. Nothing happened. Open this shit up. We're playing sports. We're doing it. Let's get to it. That could be the the hope that I see in the silver lining of all Sturgis, that Harley noise. Sturgis, Sturgis South Dakota is going to save see, it. I want to see Quinn roll down to Sturgis on his <laughs> Honda on Africa, Africa Twin. Twin. I see hey, Cole. guys. <laughs> Anybody for an adventure? <laughs> Anybody seen the coffee shop? <laughs> Where's the Starbucks? The dead looks you would get. The oh, no uh, oh, they'd be so jealous. <laughs> they'd be so jealous. Look at that thing. You can ride it forever. You know what, ha- <laughs> what happened last week, too, and I know we were all pretty excited about that was uh good old rock and the what the red group company and his does that guy manager. have a horseshoe up his ass or what dude <laughs> how sweet is that though 15 million and he got the xfl chump change for the uh, spencer stress more alive uh, that's, how much, that's he, how much he spends on cod a year <laughs> yeah, <I was> gonna <laughs> say. the rock purchased the nfl <laughs> along XFL. with the XFL. XFL. xfl the extra Excuse fun me. league the xfl <laughs> the rock and uh you know i guess it's you know his his production company it's yeah. not just him yeah it's, yeah because him like Danny Danny Garcia. Garcia. there was a lot manager there was a lot yeah, in the fitness wife, industry yeah. about Danny Garcia you know having you know being being part of it and a lot with um media that prefers to cover you know a lot of stuff about powerful women and things like that I mean that's been big news you know a female owner of a, of a football league that's a good you know point. and not yeah. a female owner of a team in a football league a, a female owner of the league so that was uh that was floated out there but uh I, I don't know the details of the purchase other than they bought it for 15 million which i what are you what are you getting this is what i want to know what, what are you getting for the exactly. 15 what are you buying what are you buying yeah what are you getting I for mean, the, the 15 million you still yeah, have to probably yeah they're right you still have to have the team owners yeah. yeah. So the team owners still have to, you know, float whatever. Yeah, it's not like and Rock's buying and helmets teams, and shoulder pads. Yeah, the teams are paying <laughs> for their equipment, them out to them. their stadium, their everything. So when you actually buy the league itself, he's just the commissioner. So you buy the league, and then the teams pay you to play, and then they sell tickets, and they sell merchandise, and they make money from that, and they give a kickback to you. It's just like, I get it, but I don't know. I'm, I don't own any sports leagues myself. Uh, so uh, it's a little not beyond. yet, but the bad medicine podcast is going to be taken we off. Should, well, I'm if we knew it was 15 million, we yeah, could have been it. We could have pulled that together. Those two guys uh, up over in Menominee that sh- shared the Powerball, they could have bought the XFL. <laughs> well, I'm just, uh, I'm actually excited because during while the XFL was going on, it was actually good, it, decent it was, it was good football. Well, yes, it we, was. we gave it good rating, everybody gave yeah, it, good everybody ratings. put it over. Yeah, so I'm thinking. Uh, that this was a very good purchase to keep it alive. And I do think with The Rock leading the charge, yes, Danny was part of it too, and she's helping obviously take on a lot of it and the group that they were with. Mm -hmm. But having The Rock's name attached to that, don't you think guys who, any guy, any any ball player is going to be like, God damn, 
I'm going to go play for the Rock. I'm going to be the next Ricky Granted now, Granted now, of course, because they don't get in the NFL, but at least yeah. you're still excited to at least get an opportunity potentially with the XFL. Yeah, yeah to get your opportunity to possibly get yeah. into the NFL like their surefire uh, MVP. That was P.J. Walker. Yeah, he's he's signed in the, into the Carolina. NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and especially like you get to play for the Rock and it's, you know, Dwayne, the Roger Goodell, <laughs> Johnson, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's just so much fun to see that, you know, he loves football that much that yeah he'll buy a buy a whole league i'm just I mean, wondering if if ryan reynolds and kevin hart and jason oh, statham and vin diesel will come in why and help him out go, why, why does he always get to do that because <laughs> anytime because that's rock. my tom brady what that's <laughs> Why does he That's always to me do what that? answers Tom Brady is? <laughs> but no, I, I think it's interesting. I <laughs> yeah, but we'll see what happens. See Utah, yeah. Give me two. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> but no, let's be honest. The Rock has to be the most charmed guy in like the last 30 years. Everything he does seems to work outside of a few stinker movies. You know, Doom. he just delivers on everything. So I'm... I, I think the XFL will probably work out better under him and this new group than it would under Vince McMahon because at the end of the day, the casual fan still kind of views Vince McMahon as this kind of cartoonish, mm-hmm. like WWE's WWE joke type yeah. guy. Is it going to be legit? Is it going to be real? You bring a, a mainstream guy in like The Rock who everybody loves, everybody, you know, is a big fan of his. So I think that that does a lot for the XFL's uh, credibility actually. And, you know, it'll probably work out. And if it's anything like it was, you know, pre COVID, I think it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And he got it for a song. God, 15 million. When are we, when are we going to have a football though? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the XFL. well the XFL was in yeah, February. It was in February. February so. so there are, we, you know, we can even see an XFL. Yeah. Cause how long the NFL, on it's one it? thing for the NFL to play without, fans given their tv agreements it's another thing for the xfl to play without ticket sales can that can that be done are we gonna have the exact same teams as we had last year are we gonna see an they're all gonna be related to the rock like the brahma bowls smell what the rock is cooking uh the (laughs) The candy asses (laughs) the rudy poos the jabronis (laughs) it'll be interesting but uh, um, it doesn't matter yeah (laughs) <laughs> but no, that's a good question. How long is he going to have to sit on this thing before they can? Twenty twenty two. But then again, like I said, it's fifteen mil. Does it really matter? Yeah, he spend, he spends it. that on cod, cod and weights. He probably worked that into it, and that's fifteen million with a group. That wasn't like his fifteen million, right? Yeah. You know, that's all his. So that yeah, was that seven was the buck group. And even if it wasn't, even if it was his fifteen million, you know, I mean, he's worth what four hundred, three ninety, something it's like that. It's a very high number. Oh, that's yeah. a, very high number. Yeah. So what, I mean, who was it? Like you, you hear stories like Tom Cruise. What was it? He did Vanilla Sky for a thirty million dollar jet. Like that was his. Yeah, that's that what was, he wanted. That was his thing for the movie. Oh, I need a new golf stream. Yeah. You know. Go ahead and get me going. There so, it is. Here's the key. Three hundred and twenty million is that's, how much the rock is worth. worth. I think Taylor oh, Swift boy, is he, worth he, more. He owes Vin oh big. yeah, she's she's close to. Uh, I think she's over half a bill. God. Taylor Swift. She'll be on our show next week. <laughs> yep. Andrew. Tay Tay. Well, speaking Don't of other uh, odd sports that are trying uh, to fill the gap, God. this comes up every year, and that's about my reaction to it that you're seeing right here out of the Appleton Oak. <laughs> Is Shark Week on the Discovery Channel, ladies and gentlemen? Um, I don't get it. 
I mean, I know they hype it big time. You mean you don't get the hype behind it every year? I get the hype that they do, what they're trying to build. I just don't find it interesting. Outside of, I think, when Paul Walker did some stuff on Shark Week. That, I, was, that was fascinating. I'll tell you what. I, I enjoy Shark Week. I don't like the fact that they're trying to work like Mike Tyson into Shark Week. I just think it's, I think it's gimmicky. I think Shark Week, of course, everybody knows, is focused around great white sharks obviously they discuss other sharks during shark week but the focus Bull is around shark. great white sharks like the uh, we just had Africa a lady sharks. get killed out in what maine i think it was maine yeah. maine a shark attack and they've seen other sharks on the shores up there so it's like holy cow it's the summer of jaws again say, didn't jaws take place in maine i think so but yeah, it's so. very it's, it's a, a very boat. intriguing topic <laughs> um <laughs> was it Amityville, Maine? No, not Amityville. It's Amityville yeah, Horror. Horror. Angel Another Pull, great Ryan Pull, Reynolds where Jaws movie. took place. What? It's somethingville. Anyhow, Anyhow. Uh, Shark Week by itself is exciting. It's cool to watch these programs about great white sharks, how they migrate, you know, how they attack, big blah, blah, blah. It's cool, and they do a lot of cool Amity stuff. Amity Island, New York. Amity Island, not Amityville. I knew it was Amity something. but um, And it's New York, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just, I just feel like it's, it's gimmicky, you know, and after, you know, we talked a few weeks ago about the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. fight. Now that's getting hyped up. It's coming up here in, you know, a handful of weeks and everybody's like, the hype for that is just, is just whatever. So, and I, I love Mike like- Tyson, but to try to, to tie him in with Shark Week, you know, I remember a few years ago, well, maybe it was even longer, they were like, oh, Michael Phelps is going to race a shark. And people were like, what is yeah. this? You know, like, are they going to put them side by side in cages? How are they going to do this? Yeah. How's the shark going to know it's in a race? Is it going to be chasing Michael Phelps? <laughs> now there goes the shark to the left. What's <laughs> happening? You're good, Mike. And then it was like some virtual, virtual yeah. It was like, well, this they, is trash. Yeah, they did the nonsense where the guy was going to be eaten alive by the anaconda and they couldn't even get Ice Cube to do an appearance for that tells you how good it was you know or jennifer so, Lopez. yeah so it didn't work john john so, <laughs> yeah. owen john wilson Boyd, got yeah. killed in that movie <laughs> wow but yeah to your point oak i agree with you it's it's gimmicky some of the information mm-hmm. and stuff is cool because you know what exactly what exact andrew what exact involvement is mike tyson supposed to have here in shark See, week? Uh, all i know is he's supposed say, to fight a shark quinn yeah. i think you knew about this one a little bit more yeah i mean i just saw the commercials for it and i was like oh boy here we go i mean are they just were they watching netflix and be like you know that that tiger uh king stuff got over pretty good why don't we try something with tyson and a shark people are watching this stuff you know so yeah i mean you know it's probably gonna go along the lines of the virtual thing with michael phelps it'll say you know mike tyson can punch x amount of uh pounds per square inch the great white shark is so this is is so this is what i'm reading here's what the discovery channel has said about the show legendary boxer and entrepreneur mike tyson is taking on a new challenge and he picked the most unlikely training partner iron mike will go head to head with one of the ocean's top apex predators in tyson versus jaws rumble on the reef with famed ring announcer michael buff for calling the shots. Oh God, that's millions. These two right heavyweights will square off underwater, where Tyson will try to score a TKO over a massive shark, all in the name of research. So, and I tell you, and don't worry, no sharks were harmed in the making of this episode. So, right so no sharks were harmed in a fight with Mike Tyson. It's where he just going to try to knock it out. It's just, it's just gimmicky. It's you just know, trash. Like the look, megalodon that they look, had. Shark. Look, look here's the thing. 
Shark Week by itself is really cool. Yeah, Great white sharks and megalodons mm. and shit is awesome. This is cool stuff. You don't have to have them fake racing and now fake fighting. There's there's sharks. They're cool. Just Tell like how many people the, they've eaten. The jumping. <laughs> Tell us the story. Water. You know, show the ones in South Africa jumping mm-hmm. out yeah, of the water. Yeah, that was freaking awesome. That never gets old. They could probably do the exact same thing for Shark yeah, Week every, every week. year. People would be like, oh, that was badass. <laughs> catch Shark Week. You know, I don't think anybody sits. I think Shark Week is one of those things where you don't really like purposely watch it. But if you're sitting down and flipping through the channels, you never skip Shark Week. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's, certain, there's certain TV programs that I don't think I ever actually search out. But I will never pass <laughs> when, they're when I'm like when I travel and travel and stuff. I'll be like, uh, uh, uh. oh, ancient aliens. I'll stay 100 <laughs> percent of yeah. the time. Forensic <laughs> files, you got yep. it. I'm stuck. I don't even. I don't need to see what's on the yep. rest of the channels. It's the same thing for Shark Week. If you're sitting what there, dirty dancing, bag of on. chips, and sitting there. With your cola? No, 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 no. Oh, Shark Week. Hell yeah. Let's do this. Well, has the rise in streaming going to hurt Shark Week? Because a lot of people don't flip anymore. You have to, like, if you got your fire stick, you have to go on Discovery and you have to go and search Shark Week out there. Or download their app. Yeah, the the flipping is getting less and less. Mm -hmm. People are going for Shark Week. (laughs) Their Discovery app is just blowing up with Shark Week. Hey, you know, it's Shark Week, right? And then you see a massive drop after. Well, it's going to be blowing up after people are pissed that Tyson didn't actually go out there and punch a great white in the nose. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of hate on. I do. It was like a whale spirit. shark. I do agree that it do, they're starting to get gimmicky because they know people ca- uh, caught on to Shark Week just by the sharks themselves. So it's almost like Vince is running it, where the sharks are the stars. But nope, nope. Let's just uh, <laughs> let's not put the sharks <laughs> over. You ruined it, Austin. What if, you ruined it. What if we had a shark fight Mike Tyson? Fight a punter, Vince? How are we gonna have somebody fight a shark? Mike Tyson's gonna fight the shark. We'll worry about the details. We'll bring in Michael <laughs> Buffer to announce it. Such good shit. <laughs> no, I am shit. intrigued by a Shark Week because if you do channel surf or however you get your streaming videos now or whatever even on youtube even on youtube if you search out a shark of course the algorithm is going to catch it but then you see all these clips it's actually kind of cool to you know see what's going on minus the gimmicky celebrity junk that they put on there but it's intriguing every year but it's not like let's throw a shark week party <laughs> yeah, I think I gave up on it when they did the Megalodon one, like trying to say it still existed. It's, oh, like, dude, it's like, dude, if it's you still don't ex- know, you don't know, <laughs> you don't know, that's, you dude, you don't know. That's genuine, right there. <laughs> well, I'll explain your problem. You're upset because they said potentially the dude, Megalodon still thing. exists, right? Oh, yeah, and then they're out there oh, on okay. a ship, like they built this cannon, like shooting. Oh, we're gonna shoot fucking 500 pounds of dead fish chum. in the ocean to tr- yeah for chum to try and get this megalodon up here okay well that's stupid because we all know after watching the movie the meg that it lives on like a sub layer oh, of the o- let me hey, jason statham gave it a roundhouse kick all right let me ex- <laughs> let me explain something that i have learned in my extensive megalodon research and watching shark week and jason statham movies is that 90 percent of the ocean or more 
is unexplored. Is unexplored. Completely unexplored. We have no idea what's down there. The so the fact that maybe some giant ass shark Leviathan. decided that it was going to go deeper because it was sick of all the BS going up. You know, maybe there's better food down there. Yeah, maybe there's better temperatures for, for living. It's not as polluted. It's underneath that layer. Have you guys you watched go. River Monsters before? Th- yes. When you watch River Monsters, Sick. You, there's some stuff in that that, <laughs> that dude catches where it's like, uh, that thing's either an alien or a dinosaur or both. Yep. And that's like swimming in the rivers in South America. So don't tell me for two seconds that dude is catching some 70-foot-long shark with like a, a, a you know, spiked you know, snout, uh, hedge clippers for a snout. <laughs> And but oh, the megalodon can't be real. <laughs> no, and it was. It, hey, look, here's the thing. Do we know that it existed? Yes. Yeah, we know that it existed. We know that it existed. It was. It, it was underwater. So how do we know it's not? How do we know it's not there? Like well, dinosaurs, we know died because they were land creatures, and we can't see them anymore. Megalodon was in the water, like Bigfoot. Could still be there. That's all I'm saying, Andrew. And when you're out swimming and you get swallowed whole, you know what? Well, doesn't something new like wash up on the shore? Like every couple of years, something washes up that they've never seen before. Like, oh, what's this? I don't know. We've never seen it before. Well, that's, it. I don't know. You never see the big, huge bites out of a freaking like giant surfboard? blue whale. You know oh. that a freaking megalodon freaking bit. Yeah, but you don't know what food you source. Don't it, know. You don't know what food source it has in the ninety percent of the ocean that we haven't explored. Yeah. Haven't you seen like, Leviathan oh, or the Abyss? Sharknado, Sharknado. Maybe it maybe it feeds like the whale on you know massive amounts of smaller uh, animals. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I doubt that. Yeah, you know, but that is uh, yeah. That's why it has those massive sharp teeth because it just eats <laughs> <laughs> it just eats plankton. That is a fair counterpoint, Andrew. <laughs> that the razor sharp giant I'm, teeth are uh, are probably for eating. So, but you also don't know what source of food sources it's down there. What yeah. kind of food sources rather are down there? So all I'm saying, Andrew, is like some giant. Spin. I get that you're. You know, whatever about megalodons uh, still being inexistent. But that can't be real. You know what? That's how big the megalodon's mouth was, yeah. They have a megalodon jaw somewhere, don't they? Yeah, where there's like six scientists standing in it. And that's the one I was trying to find. Holy shit. God damn, I think I'm talked into Shark Week all of a sudden. (laughs) Right here, this is the picture. All of a sudden, I'm getting interested in Shark Week. That can't be real. It is real. That's how big the megalodon was. They were smaller back in the 50s. They're all Adam Coles. <laughs> and that's the punch. We love you, part. Adam. We love you, Adam. So they're saying bang, that, it, saying that it, Google, when did, the, when did the Megalodon die out or whatever? Let's find that out. Let's find Dude, out. To go back to River Monsters, yeah. while well, stats and research looks right. that up, ever since I've seen a, just a couple episodes, I kind of once in a while, when we're out in the, in the lakes... In the ponds, I freaked oh, myself God. out a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> it, it went extinct. <laughs> Dave, it was a perch. No, no, it was no, it was bigger. That mouse was like that. I don't know. The megalodon went extinct 2.6 million years ago. So allegedly. So allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly so they think, thank you, Quinn. Allegedly. Yeah, it's hanging out with the T Rex down there. Allegedly. T Rex was a land animal and they evolved into birds and chickens. Well, Real just quick. like the giant crocodiles on. If you guys There's had the opportunity either. to make a living for a year, we'll say. Yep. A living to do some research in some of this 90% area of the ocean that hasn't been researched. Look for the bad medicine submarine. Uh, to an ocean. No, no. Yeah, say, John, I'm you not realize, going to no submarine. No, you realize <laughs> like how the free fall just to get down to like Titanic. 
I'm just asking. I don't know if James Cameron did it. Yeah, like ask, a, but, don't but, answer a question with a question, Dave. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it would be highly stressful work. James Cameron, yeah, he went down there, which I have to imagine if you're going down, it would be a really cool experience. You would. But, oh my god, dude! Look, yeah, the whole the, time I'd be on edge. Three out of four. Of us aren't about built Leo. For a submarine. I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. The I, I don't. I don't. The level of. The, the size of the balls you would have to have. Here's here's what I'm going to say about about that, Dave. Triggered. There's so many things that would have to just be like rock starish about you as a person to be able to accept that job. I I'm not claustrophobic, but I got to imagine if I was in like a little capsule, like cruising around in Lake Winnebago, I'd be like, "Oh, this is cool." Not, hey, we're going to send you uh, <laughs> three three miles down, and uh, if anything goes wrong, uh, you're dead. You're, you're going to be own. in a free fall for uh, you know a day. Just sinking down. down there, and uh, it's going to be dark down there, and we're going to have lights. We don't know how good the water pressure or how the water pressure is going to be, so your lights might shatter and not work. But yeah. good luck. Have that, fun. There's a reason. Look, we have obscene amounts of technology right now. Look, dude, there are rovers on the moon right now. Okay, <laughs> they're not in the bottom of the ocean. Twelve thousand five hundred yeah. feet is how far it's, Titanic it's is. It's easier down. to go to Mars than it is. Was it two? 12,500 Two feet miles? Deep. I didn't think yeah. it was that deep. You know, that's a good it's goddamn It's easier point. to go to so, Mars than it is yeah. to explore the bottom let's, of the ocean. Let's put this in perspective right now. Let's put this all in perspective. We have a rover on Mars right now, cruising around, taking pictures. We sent a rocket ship to Mars, yep. but they're saying 90% of the oceans are unexplored. And again, the the the... the the science of just getting down that deep, the water pressure, there's no lights, everything would just get crushed. I just feel like you could send robots down there, but they can't even, if they can't build automated submarines to go down that deep and explore some of that stuff, and then you get underground or rather at the bottom of the ocean, and you have to consider like there's caves and caverns and all kinds of crazy yeah, shit down like there that, that we know. Yeah. So Mutated piranha. We well, don't see, even. There know. you go. You see, we're having a serious discussion, and you got to go and go way out in left field. Here. Well, didn't you see that movie, I Piranha Three? I don't want the job going to the bottom of the ocean. So no. Absolutely. Hard short. pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Hard, hard pass. pass. I want to be the guy. Uh, I would do it, but only if I can be the guy at the uh, the little like the tower on the top, who's like you know flagging in the helicopter or something for the scientists. No, you got to be go the down. guy who's going down. Oh, pass. <laughs> yeah, I'd pass. No. I thought I'd just ask a question. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. How about those bears? Maybe. Oh fuck. You know who did oh, fight a real animal? <laughs> John, Not John, Mike Tyson. Uh, the Great Outdoors. Uh, in Alaska. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna big bear. Big bear. Where's me? Uncle, 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 get off me, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Is that Smokey's cousin? <laughs> why don't we uh, why don't we finish the podcast off tonight with a great story out of she Alaska? Lana, the oak tree woman. Uh, this is from the Miami Herald, uh, just the website that we pulled up. Although it's been over the all over the news, I saw it on Yahoo first. <laughs> the the title is it's Alaska. Man fights with bear after it enters home with 10 kids inside, Alaska officials say. Um, 
an Alaskan an pitcher. An Alaskan man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an Alaskan man when actually see actually you know what Andrew see if you can find pictures of these guys. I want to see pictures, real pictures. An Alaskan man went toe to toe with a home intruding black bear. Outlets report putting himself between ten children and the three hundred pound predator that wandered into the living room. Now one of the first now, things that the yeah. internet blew up commenting on is like. Wait a minute. This dude's got 10 <laughs> kids. Wait, what? The other thing I want you to touch on, though, uh, this isn't like a 4,000 square foot house. No. Well, uh, <laughs> so uh, the fight was scary for Brandon McVeigh, but he survived walking away with some nasty puncture wounds to his chest and scratches across his shoulders. The Anchorage Daily News reported uh, he was visiting his friend when the bear came through an open door. In their mobile home. Well, that's, I mean, you could kind of push through a wall in a mobile home. Let's be fair. Uh, Mom was able to gather up the kids and lock them in a back room with herself while the father and a friend tried to shoo the bear out of the main living area. Um, The bear did jump on a friend, and at one point, they were trying to shoo it out. One of the children... A two-year-old had tried to touch the bear before his mother snatched him up and <laughs> Just ran like to the Disney. bed. Uh, McVeigh and Lot tried to scare it off the bear by yelling at it, which is what you know, whatever what yeah. they tell you to do. But here, you know, did they say what kind of bear before? You, you, it's a black bear. Oh, okay. So. They always you always see these yeah. interviews, right? Like people who find themselves in precarious situations, and they do these interviews, and they're like, "Oh my God, these people!" But the interview, he just jumped and basically hit me, and then I kind of threw an elbow at the same time he was hitting me, and he sat me right down. They <laughs> <laughs> told the Daily News. <laughs> I bet if he gave him a super uh, kick, so he was able to. Yeah. So, uh, so did he hit he his finishing move on it, and the bear like no sold yeah. it. Yeah, pretty much. Got up and left. Uh, you know, if I was this guy, I'd give this guy full authority to embellish the story and make it as cool as he possibly I, can. Look, I'm not. I'm all for that. I, I'm buying that a bear broke into their their trailer home to look for food and stuff like that. But uh, Wait, he's in Alaska and they didn't have a gun. I don't know. Maybe you had to fight. I don't know. Hey, would you? Would, would Wait you a minute. Have, Ten kids in a mobile home. That's where they all. Hit? That's funny thing is that's what the internet was saying. Yeah, the internet saying, wasn't well, even talking about. It's the like bear three story. rooms. And oh, oh, there's, oh there's a bear. Okay, whatever. But ten, ten kids? kids in a mobile home. It's sustenance living. Did you ever watch the show Life Below Zero? Oh, I love that show. Sustenance Living. Sustenance Living. Sustenance Living. There was a drinking game every time somebody (laughs) says Sustenance Living. Take a shot. But uh, respect the animal. uh, Black bears generally tend not to be um, too aggressive. They try to avoid humans. But the story had pointed out um, there's an issue with the water being low and not many fish in the river. And so as animals will do, wild animals, when food supplies run short, they start looking elsewhere that was supposedly how the bear found its way into a mobile home you've read similar stuff with alaska and northern canada well, and even los angeles has been having problems with like the big cats coming down from the mountains oh, yeah. because there's yeah. not as much traffic but you see stuff with working. polar bears yeah. in northern canada mm-hmm. and alaska coming into cities if there's shortages in food Sweet. and stuff like that but um I wouldn't want to fight a bear, but if he got away with some ask, puncture, yeah. if he got away with some puncture wounds and some, you know, which could be real nasty, but uh, and the bear didn't kill him, which again, black bears tend not to be, in, as my as I understand it, as, as violent as grizzlies. No, they're like, not. But I've seen some dogs that get pretty, you know, feisty, and they'll be like, you know, forty pounds, and they start showing their white teeth at you, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to tangle with that guy. Now you're talking about a bear that's got the claws. I mean, I know oh, it's a yeah. black bear. No, black bears will run away. 
from dogs. Yeah, I've seen videos yeah. on the internet of black bears running away from cats. Yeah. Yeah. The alligators well, running away from they, cats they too. Do that nose well, thing with yeah, the, yeah. the paw. <laughs> but uh so yeah good, good you know kudos to the guy in alaska for saving the, his, saving his buddy's 10, 10 kids, kids. <laughs> but uh good story ricky tommy bobby jill phil will dill i don't know i couldn't think of any more names but go yeah, give your uncle a hug did it end with the joe oh i got you now motherfucker <laughs> tammy joe lindy <laughs> <laughs> was that some shitty will ferrell movie ted Ted, yeah. oh, Mark okay. Wahlberg. Well, then it's, well, yeah, it's Mark Wahlberg. Will Ferrell, not why there? Oh, side. dude, you haven't known this? He, he's a, he's like a side act. Uh, he's not the he's not the meat and potatoes. I know. It's I like know. Will he's Ferrell. The it's like every movie with Will Ferrell is like a western. All right, then no, <laughs> it's like a western. <laughs> Will Ferrell's just old the school. Old school was classic. Old school was great. He wasn't the guy. Who was the guy? Luke Wilson. Owen's brother. Right. Luke Wilson was the, the, the lead. And, the uh, lead. and uh, what's the lead, his name? Who got um, Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Who got you the most yeah. laughs? Yeah. Vince Vaughn. Okay. What about what about Elf? <laughs> James Caan <laughs> carried it. Step Brothers. Yeah, he's only got like what a eighty-seven oh, Oscars. He's going to say John C. Riley. Step Brothers was John. C. I Riley. didn't watch that garbage. Oh my god, John C. Riley hasn't been good since Days Dude, of Thunder. Step Brothers, where he had a Southern accent. That was Step convincing. Brothers was incredible. And Talladega Nights was still a hilarious movie. A lot of liners. A lot of liners. News fest. I can't feel my legs. You, you're not paralyzed. <laughs> oh, you don't think I? No, you can. You can walk Rubbish. and take the knife and shoves it in his leg. Ah! Dude, that part is. Yeah, they did it better in Platoon. Oh, <laughs> that was hilarious. And then fuck, the guy comes into the bar and he's like, he threatens to break his arm to say you like crepes. Uh, they're they're just like little thin pancakes, man. <laughs> And then he compromises. Okay, I'll make a compromise. Say you like really thin pancakes. All those little X's that's, being clicked right now. That's not so bad. That's hey, not so bad. Quinn, what should they do quick? Make sure you bang the bell, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. And uh, we're going to have some contests coming up here pretty quick. We just haven't finalized what they'll be yep, or we'll what talk. the uh, gifts and rewards and uh, prizes will be. But uh, mm -hmm. stay tuned for that. A date with Andrew? <laughs> oh, we, we should auction Andrew Hey, off we need to get charity. back to uh, two things I want us to get back on, real track, uh, back on track with real quick before we wrap up the shop here. And that is bad dating advice and remake it or break it. Uh, I think those we'll are back two to topics we we'll get, get a lot to of, lot of social got, media uh, I've got on. lots of dating advice. Can I can I drop one piece of advice? Nope, not now. So Andrew, because <laughs> <laughs> <it's, laughs> we got to go, Dave. It's, Time is money, Dave. That is a good tease for next week, exactly. though. Exactly. Yeah, tease. That's what we'll open tease. with. Give him the tip. That's what you did. You just gave him the tip. You just gave him the tip. See how it feels. See if I'm you like just, it. Well, it's just so It's a tip for. It's a tip for. Mid twenty to mid thirty something white girls out there on Instagram and Facebook. How that? Oh boy, that's Stop there's the dancing tease. with your arms. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for Diamond Dave, Appleton Oak, Mason Quinn. I'm the answer, of course. Good night now. Give me two.